Welcome to Beyond Clean with Jim, a podcast that brings to you on your schedule in your environment, current and relative conversations on subjects that impact you, the individuals in the cleaning industry who save lives every day. Beyond Clean with Jim is streaming to you through Podbean from their studios inside Jim Supply in Central Florida. From their six locations, Jim Supply has been improving lives with clean supplies since 1930. Check out our options today for education, product, and equipment at gymsupply.net. Check out the seven pillars of the gym difference. At Jim, we are not just another vendor, we are your partner. Now let's join your host, Dave Thompson, as he talks with yet another influencer in the cleaning industry here on Beyond Clean with Jim. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. I guess it's... uh, Hey, it's a Monday morning. It's been kind of interesting, as some Monday mornings are for some of us. Hello, I'm Dave Thompson. I am your host today here at Beyond Clean. I'm also the director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. And for those that do not know me, I'm a tenured professor of the cleaning industry. Now, you're probably asking, what in the heck is that? That just means I've been around for a long time and I love to clean up after other people. But We titled this show Beyond Clean because we don't always just talk about cleaning. And you know what? Today I've got somebody that uh, on the line. It's always nice to have somebody else to talk with rather than just me, I think. Is Kim Sorrell there? I am here. Oh, geez. Thank you. Uh, It's always a good thing to hear a voice on the other end of the phone line. (laughs) Uh, you know, uh, Kim, as I was looking and doing some of my research and, and stuff uh, about you and, and everything, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing. I go to the last line of somebody's bio and then see what they said. Folks, it says on the last line of Kim's bio, an occasional stick of black licorice. <laughs> yep. Kim, you're going to have to explain to us. Well, I love black licorice. I love it. And I know so many people don't. And I, uh, but I do. I have an aunt, my, uh, was a great aunt, my Aunt Rita, who has since passed away, who I adored growing up. She was my godmother and she always had black licorice in her pantry. And so I, every time we'd go over there and have a stick of black licorice and it was like, something I just so looked forward to. And so every time I have black licorice, it reminds me of my Aunt Rita and and I adored her. So it's a, a good memory and a good piece of candy at the same time. <laughs> now, folks, you're probably going, wait a minute. We're, what, what are we going to, you know, a podcast about, about black licorice? No. What I'm talking about here, folks, is, you know what? When you start looking at other people in the world, there's always an interesting thing to talk about. And that's why I always go to the last line and see what was the interesting thing, because it's, it's like, we always, don't we, Kim, we always talk about everything we're doing and then there's that personal stuff. And that's what this is. You know, you've got a fond memory of somebody. Um, Kim, we're not here to talk about black licorice today. So let's tell the folks who you are, and what you do. Okay, well, I am again, I'm Kim Sorrell. I have been a serial entrepreneur, had a lot of different businesses that I've started over the years. And I've written a couple books. 
uh, my most recent one, a few years ago, I was diagnosed with, with breast cancer. And four months later, my husband was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and passed away six weeks after that. And it just made me question love, what love really is. It seems to be this mystery, which I know sounds like a funny thing to talk about on Dave's show, but love is universal and it's everywhere. And I dedicated this year in search of the true meaning of love and I found it and it changed my life and I believe it would change anybody's life, no matter what you do for a living or who you are. You know, the thing is, is um, there's these universal things in the world and you're speaking of one of those. And I guess, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, I always go back to cleaning because it's just, it's just a staple for everybody, no matter, you know, people say the cleaning industry, you know what, there's not a building on the planet that doesn't need cleaning of some sort. Uh, I think love is probably the same way. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely true. And yeah, you're so right. Cleaning is huge. I mean, you know, you think about it, the, in the grocery store, there's not an entire aisle just for peanut butter, but there are more, typically more than one entire aisle for cleaning products. And that's for home cleaning, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah let, let's, let's not talk about all those. I mean, you know, I'm looking out through my window here because I also, my, my studio is here in a, um, in a supply house, a commercial supply house. And I you know, bottles and bottles and gallons and racks of cleaning uh, items. Yeah. Yeah. The, jour the journey for you has been rocky, but you've done something with that. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that the life comes down to choices and there are some things you have no control over. You have no choice over things that you would never choose. You, you wouldn't choose to get cancer or a family member have cancer, or a friend, or, you know, there's things that happen in life that we just don't control and wouldn't choose, but there are things that you can choose. And one of the choices I had to make was at 47 years old, okay, well, now I'm alone. What am I gonna do with my life? Cause this wasn't the plan. You know, you, you think you're gonna be together forever and be those old people sitting in rockers on a porch drinking lemonade smiling at each other or whatever you do when you're 95 years old. And, and so I had to decide, I had to choose what life was going to look like for me. And it started with this journey of figuring out the true meaning of love. Cause I, I thought that's really where I needed to start. Make sure I'm, I'm doing this thing right. Now I think probably your kids had something to do with helping you with that journey. They, they did for sure. I mean, a support system is always big, right? Relationships are the most important thing, which is why love is the most important thing. And understanding love, really understanding the truth about love is, is really eye-opening. But relationships are what it's all about. In business, at, at home, in your neighborhood, wherever, it all comes down to relationships. Without people, what is the world? You know, What is your life without the people in your life? The pandemic had to play havoc with some of that for you. Yes. Well, certainly the pandemic played havoc for everybody in every area. <laughs> I think, you know, some people thrived and, and did better and other people stayed home and watched Netflix and gained 15 pounds. So it's, it, it was different for everybody. I mean, nobody 
knew how to handle the pandemic, right? We all all handled it the best way that we could. And and again, you make choices on how you're going to handle things. But yeah, I mean, when you're separated from people and separated from society, uh, you have time to reflect and figure stuff out and or you've got time to watch movies, I guess. I totally understand that. Uh, in 2020, I had quadruple bypass surgery. Um, Goodness. I understand what you say about the support, uh, the pandemic. Um, in my case, I went from 205 to now I'm 174. Wow. So uh, yeah, I hear what you say. You have choices to make. Uh, life throws these things at us and then we have to decide what to do. On the other hand, as you said, there are people that, if I remember right from some of our conversation, during the pandemic, you were also in the food or restaurant business of some sort? Uh, sure was, yes. Actually, in, in, um, I have event facilities and so catering. And that was tough in Michigan where we had some of the strictest <laughs> guidelines. And so that was hard and it changed week by week. You know, one at one point in time, we could do nothing, absolutely nothing. And then we could have 20 people or 12 people. And then we could have 50 and then it went back to 15. And it just was changing all the time. And we do a, did a ton of weddings. And so those poor brides, that had all these invitations out and they had been planning for a year and then now they can have 15 people at their wedding and, it, and then we could go up to a hundred outside. It just, it was a very difficult time, but we handled it. You know, we bought tents, we did the things that we needed to do to make sure that bride's dreams could still come true and, uh, and did everything we could to stay in business and keep people happy. Both our staff and others. So did the business proper pr prosper, uh, go down? How, how did you make it through it? Where are we at today? Yeah. Yeah. The business did great. It, it did great. We, uh, there were a lot of food businesses, especially catering businesses going out of business. And we instead went the other way. We, we, did, we did great. We used the resources that the government gave us. And we're happy to have the PPP and other things that were available to us. And uh, we utilized those. And then I actually ended up selling the company the first of this year. And well, congratulations. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, but, but I, I sold a thriving business rather than selling something that wasn't doing so well. And, and not make any money. I made I made a crap load of money, and I'm very happy about it. Well, and here again, what we're talking about, folks, uh, if you're listening to the podcast today, is you know taking whatever life gives you and doing something. But you keep you you always come back to there's a core value in everything that we do. Entrepreneurs always have it, don't they? Yes, I think that's true. I mean, I think there's a entrepreneurial spirit that you gain. I, I don't know if it's something you're born with or something you can develop, maybe some of each, depending on who you are. But yes, I mean, you have to be resilient. You, you have to roll with the punches. You have to be inventive. You know, if this isn't working, you got to figure out something else that will. You got to know where to put 
the value where what to really value and staff i think nowadays people are finding out more than ever how important staff is because now staff is mm -hmm. so much harder to come by and so you know you got to value the people that you work with and the people that pay you money to do services for them i mean there's there's so much of that and all of that comes down to you know love is is not a term that we typically use in the workplace we don't think about but Love is something that is always there. It's not like you walk into the office and you hang love up on a hook. You know, it's, it is always there. And so uh, realizing what love is, understanding what love really is, it can translate so easily into a much better company, a much better culture for the company, a much better work environment and higher sales and, and higher profits and, uh, more sales it's, it's amazing what real love can do okay so i'm just thinking here as you're talking about this this morning kim you know i get told that whenever i get into one of my classes uh which some of my classes are all day long and you know i feel like i get to preaching and i i stop and i go okay take a breath dave just relax i look at the the students and i'm like okay folks i was it preaching and one guy says yeah, no, your passion's coming through. Uh, is passion, love, that center of focus? Is that what we're talking about? Well, I mean, certainly, I think I, I think passion and love can go hand in hand, but I think they can also kind of be separate from each other. Uh, because passion, you can be very passionate about something, and you're probably passionate about it because you love it so much, but it can be mm -hmm. kind of anything. Whereas, is you can love without passion. You know, when we think of love, so often we want to think of, part of, you know, your partner, your wife, your husband, whoever. Yeah, the romantic side. Right, the romantic side, the side that Nicholas Sparks gives us and Ed Sheeran and his songs, right? And that's what we think of. But really, love is for everyone. And it's, it is uh, not just an emotion like fear or excitement love is walking and talking and moving and being and giving and living it's it's who you are it's who you are to others and who you are to yourself and so when you get a better understanding of what love really is it's amazing how many things we're taught about love that are not love things that are called love that have nothing to do with love done in the name of love that have absolutely nothing to do with love. And so love is this concept that we get muddled in our minds because we're not necessarily taught what it really is. And so with these misconceptions that we have about love, love can seem like something you don't want always or something that is hard work or something that's painful or something that's negative in, in any way. And the there shouldn't be any negative about love. You know, whenever I went through my quadruple, um, some people have asked me afterwards, well, how did it change your life? And I go, it didn't really change it. It clarified it. Um, when Steve passed, I'm sure that love got cleared for you. Yes, it, it did. It did. I had a great marriage. He was a wonderful guy. And I love him so much, loved him then, love him now. And 
but I just wondered if I did him justice, if I did it right, if I right. was, and, and, and in going forward, you know, like, am I loving the people around me the right way? I think that's, that's, you know, my relationship with my wife is, is different today than it was before. Um, not in any way, it, it's, it's really hard to explain, isn't it? It, it is hard to explain. I mean, I think you go through, Jesus, quadruple, holy cow, Dave, that had to be something else, but, and it's scary. And, and so when you realize what is really important in life, where your priorities should lay and, and, uh, and it comes down again, it comes down to relationship and, and is the little stuff really that important? You know, is it, how important is it to be petty about things or, or when do you have to say no? Like so often with our kids, you know, it's no, sorry. It's no, no, no about everything. Right. And, uh, and then your no doesn't mean anything after a while. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. That crying wolf thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, you gotta, you gotta make your no mean something. And when you don't have to say no, don't say it. You know, if it, if it doesn't really matter, who cares? You know, what's interesting as you say that, I think that anybody's been in a relationship for a long period of time, and we're not talking just emotional, personal, we're talking business relationships, whatever. There are just these certain things that we say, and then you expect a direct response to that. Uh, and one of those for my wife and I is she says, I love you. And I've always said, I'll say that when I feel it, not just as a response to you saying it. And she had to kind of get used to that for a while. And I don't always just re return that with I love you too, because I want it to feel real. And for me, whenever I feel it, not just as an automatic response. Um, I think what you're saying in business is when we really love what we're doing, we're always creating something new. Yeah, I think that that's true. I think. It's yeah, loving what we're doing and and who we're doing it with, right? And it's interesting what you said about when the automatic response thing, because that's one of the things that I found out about love that I discovered is love is not a two way street. So mm. often we're taught that right that well you give love to get love, but you don't. You know when you give something to get something, that's a transaction. Right. You know, I give you money and, and my offices get clean. That's a transaction. Mm -hmm. But love is not a transaction. You you love, period. No matter what the response is coming back to you, love is on you. You you love because you love, not because of what somebody else is doing for you. Yeah, yeah I think, often, it, it, go, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say quite often it comes back, right? I mean, you know, it very often... Somebody says, I love you, and you hear, and I love you back. Uh, but uh, but I agree with you. You want it to be genuine, but hopefully it is. You know, I mean, obviously you love your wife, and so you could probably say it at any time, and it would be genuine, but you do it the way you do it, and that's okay. And she, and she does it the way she does it, and that's all right. Yeah, well, that's what makes, that's what makes the world go around, as they say. <laughs> right, right. You know, there, there's some other things that, that you do in life, and I'm kind of uh, curious. Um, 
you you also run uh, um, uh, well I was going to say international I was I suppose it would be considered international program mm -hmm. yep it is international yeah yep humanitarian organization I do and and <laughs> well I, 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 I'm, th yeah. I'm thinking how does love fit into that because I mean you know humanitarian and love I mean holy cow there's got to be a lot of that involved because that takes a lot of dedication well, sure. And I think, you know, one of the things that that I now understand about love is with love, there's zero judgment. There's no room for judgment because you recognize that that people are allowed to be whoever they are and you're not going to change them. You know, we sometimes I waste a whole lot of energy thinking we're going to change somebody and <laughs> we're not going to. You know, anybody who is a parent out there, you realize when you have a baby, that baby comes home from the hospital and at first you're in total control. You decide when they eat, you decide when they have a bath, you mm -hmm. decide when they go down, you decide when you're gonna change them. They might let you know when they wanna be changed or <laughs> they said, but, but you still are the one that has to do it. Well, pretty soon, six, seven months later, they're crawling and, and then all the Tupperware's out of the cupboard and the pans are banging around <laughs> and you have lost all control and you will never get it back again, ever. You've lost control, it doesn't come back. And that's the way it is. People have control of themselves only. And when you recognize that and you realize that, that our only job really is to love. And so, there is no room for judgment. There's no room for discrimination, racism. There's no room for trying to fix people. It, love allows people to be who they are. Whoever you're created to be, that's who you should be without judgment because nobody's walked in the same shoes. We all walk on the same earth, but nobody's walked in the same shoes. We're all unique and different, which is what makes the world go round. You know, it's a well, beautiful it thing. And so embrace the differences and that's, it's good. You know, everybody doesn't have to agree on everything. People can have their own opinion. That's okay. You don't have to agree with them, but you can still be kind and love them. You know, you don't have to throw tomatoes at them because they're a different political party or something. Right? <laughs> oh, now, wait a minute. I know we're only a few days from the midterms here. Now, here comes politics into the podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let's not go down that one, Kim. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that Democrats and Republicans can get along just fine. Well, I think there is a lot more of, of what you're talking about needed to be understood and realized uh, in a lot of different ways. You know, I spent uh, 35 years selling toilet paper and cleaning supplies on the street. And, you know, one of the things I learned is everybody wants to meet, be met with a positive attitude. Don't bring in your bad luggage from some other client into your next uh, customer. Took me a long time to figure that out. Um, I think when you really love what you're doing and the people that you're with, you start listening to them more than yourself. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. You know, it's interesting. I to do this experiment, to do this thing that I did, this dedicating a year to In Search of Love, I used this 
2000 year old poem that you hear at a lot of weddings, love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, etc. And took one word a month, I quickly found out that there are 14 is's and isn'ts of love in that chapter. And so uh, it took me a little bit longer than a year, but I got it done. And patient, love is patient is the very first one. And, and I thought that, that I knew what that was, because we know what patience is, you know, you're not stomping your foot because you're ready to go, they're not ready to go, or your kid can't find his shoes and you're going to be late for school or whatever. But uh, love that is patient is entirely different than that. Love mm -hmm. that is patient recognizes that this is the most important moment of your life. What's in the past is in the past. What's in the future is yet to come. This is the moment. Mm -hmm. And so you value this moment and you value and love the person you're with, whoever it happens to be a coworker, your spouse, your kids, your neighbor, somebody at the grocery store, whoever it is, you value, you love them in that moment enough that you're not thinking about the 10,000 things you got to get done yet today when after you get done talking to them, but you're giving your full undivided attention. You're fully there, fully present for them that moment. That is love that is patient. And I'll tell you what, Dave, when you practice that, which it took me a lot of practice because it's so easy to think about, oh my gosh, I've got this meeting later or I got to cut this conversation short because boy, I've got things to do. I've got more important places to be. And and sometimes we do. And sometimes we have to say to somebody, I'm so sorry, you know, but can I call you later? Can we talk about this later? And that's okay, but be in the moment, be in the moment. And when you are in the moment, you really hear what somebody has to say instead of assuming what they're saying, you actually hear them. And it's surprising what you hear. And you're not waiting with your rebuttal, but you're actually listening. And it's it changes, it changes things a lot. What you just said is so true when it comes to sales. You have to be listening, not thinking about what you're going to say, because if you do, you're going to miss a key thing that keeps you in the moment. And that's what keeps the client in tune with you and makes a genuine conversation that benefits both parties in the end. Oh my word, that's so, so true. It's so true. And it's the people who, who demonstrate that, the people that live that way, they're gonna get the more sales, you know, because it, it also makes you authentic and real. It makes you, uh, truly care. It shows that you really care. Like you can't fake it. You know, the whole fake it till you make it that applies with some stuff, but not, <laughs> not with this, right? I no, mean, no, no. If you love somebody and you're really there, uh, you can't fake that. No. Right. Right. I mean, people know, you know, if somebody's being real with you or not, if somebody mm -hmm. really cares, if you know, it's not just a question, but they, they really care. And we respond to that because it's it's a human instinct. We we all it all comes down to we want to love and be loved, and and being there, really loving, truly caring, you know, if you is is the way to be. I mean, why why not? First of all, I guess it kind of comes down to you can go through your day, you can go through your day, and you can meet clients, and you can see coworkers. And you can think, well, they're just clients and coworkers, or you can go, well, they're people and I care about them. And I genuinely 
care and love them. And when you are that person, that's the person you want to do business with. You want to do business with, business with people who care, who, who really love you. You know, I, I teach a number of different classes here at the academy, and one of them, you know, is uh, generational communication. And I think it's interesting as we talk about all the different generations we in business have to deal with now, uh, we communicate differently. Social media is something that we all use. And as you were saying that, I was thinking, <clears throat> you know, there's a, one of my coworkers here, um, that I just happened to get on their Facebook and I found out that they had just got through being on a, in a, in a in an open cockpit biplane. Oh. And I'm like, what the heck? So I came in one, on this one morning after I learned that. And I said, so I understand you're a pilot now. And she just looked at me like, where did you find that out? I said, I was researching you. Um, and I think that's a genuine connection when you don't have to do something and you, you love the fact that you can find out something and it's an interaction between people. Right. It's, it's, hum, it's human. <laughs> right? There you go. There you put the word to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it, it just makes the difference. It just, if you think about the people in your life that you want to be around, who are those infectious people? And what is it about them that makes them infectious? What is it? Because we all, you all, everybody's got favorite people that they want to be mm -hmm. around, whoever who right. they are. You know, the person that you want to sit next to at Thanksgiving because they're, there's something about them. Yeah, the old turkey, the, the old turkeys and the eagle thing. <laughs> yeah. I want to fly yeah. with the turkeys, not with those a bunch of buzzards. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But what is it about people? What is it about them that makes them so attractive that you want to be by them you want to be you know with them you want to spend time with them and if you think about it they're probably the people that show the most love that really care the most you know sometimes it's just the funny guy but the funny guy probably cares loves it's just realizing those around you i think is what we're talking about this morning yes yeah, absolutely. Realizing and, and respecting, realizing the importance of that. Like you with, you know, going back to your quadruple bypass, I mean, you you realize that life comes down to relationships. And, and I think the sooner, the earlier you realize that in life, then the less opportunities you let go by and the more life you actually have. It's interesting at my time on my stage in life, um, I, th I look back at all the things we've done in our 25 years together. Um, and thank goodness for phones and, and, and pictures now, I guess, because now I can look at all of that and go, yeah, I remember that. But I remember also on the day we got married, I wanted to have a creek running through our backyard. We got married in our backyard. And I wanted to hear that water going underneath. Uh, uh, and it was just, it was one of those things. I wanted to be in that moment. Um, there are certain times in our life where it, it used to be the old saying, stop and smell the roses. Mm -hmm. you've, you've heard that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. We don't do that often enough and realize really what's going on, do we? Yeah. And it's so easy with our electronic world too, right? 
it's easy to, to get into your phone and get on Facebook or check your emails or whatever you do or your kids to be on their phones playing games and or doing Snapchat or TikTok or I don't know, whatever they're doing. And, and it's a connection. It can be a connection to people, you know, like, you know, quite often, like I've got grandson who plays uh, computer games and he plays with his uncle five states away, you know, and so, so there is a connection there. Mm -hmm. But to be connected with the people that are actually present in the room is kind of nice. You know, okay, so. so so Kim, I got to ask you since you since you said that, does it bother you that whenever you're at a place of business and you've got a you know, you're talking with them for whatever reason it might be, and the phone rings and the phone call is more important than you standing there? Well, I think that's an interesting thing because uh, it to the person who's who's answering the phone who knows what's going through their mind. Right. And, you know, I think that, that it, it can be frustrating. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. When, when somebody answers the phone, you know, and, and that seems to be the more important thing than the person standing in front. But I think, you know, is like, I, I can tell you as I've gotten older, hopefully I'm better. Hopefully I'm more mature and realize <laughs> that I've got voicemail. And things can go to voicemail. It's okay. But, uh, and sometimes there are calls that you need to take. But people have different philosophies about that uh, when it comes to business. Um, well, the, the person you have in front of you is a sure thing, and uh, you might lose whatever's on the phone. But I don't, I think you can lose the person in front of you. Like, it, be engaged. I think that's that's part of showing love is being engaged. Be, be engaged in and committed to being engaged. Before we get um, too too far into the end of this, I wanted to ask you, coaching. Um, you've done that for uh, quite some time and had some good success at that. How did that all play? And and I suppose there's still some love with some of those players. Oh yes, yeah, yep. Yeah. I coached basketball for. 25 years. I coached varsity volleyball for 17 years. We were ranked in the top 10 in the States, uh, 16 of 17 years, not my first year, but every year after that. And, um, I like to win. I, I think that if you're going to do something, you might as well go all out, right. And be the best you can be at it. And, uh, so on a basketball floor, volleyball floor in business at home, wherever, you might as well be the best you're putting in the time you might as well do it the best that you can and so coaching is sort of this lifelong thing like i uh i was i've been mistress of ceremonies at more weddings than i can count and loved every one of them and yes yeah, still have great relationship with former players and still i'm in contact with a lot of them and it, it's a it's a great relationship. I, uh, you learn a lot along the way you learn from them and they learn from you, you know, it's, it's a give and take and it's just this deep, incredible relationship that you can build with a, with a player when you're a coach. You know, I think that's the thing is, is as you have went through life, I think if I remember right, you've got four natural born kids of your own. 
I do, and one one from the Dominican Republic. Correct. And um, I am, I'm, I'm assuming there's some grandkids I heard you say. Yeah, just 11. 11 grandkids. <laughs> just 11. Just 11. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and you're talking about all of these things that you do, but you still have to have a center of focus. Right. I mean, absolutely. It's... Uh, I, I think that's one thing that can come with um, with really understanding love is knowing priorities, I guess, a little bit better. Because when you are an entrepreneur and you are busy working and it can be awfully hard to leave the office or so many people leave working from home now, if you're that kind of a person, that kind of a mindset, it can be hard to leave your home office when it's time for dinner because there's always work to do. You never get to the end of the day. It's not like, okay, you've got to make 500 widgets and then you get to go home and then you you know that you've accomplished that and your day's over. It's different than that, right? I mean, there's, I, I'm never out of work. I There's always more I can do. I always have plenty to do, but you gotta figure out the the balance of that the work life balance and how important relationships are and the relationships are going to be there the business isn't going to be there forever you're going to pass it on you're going to sell it you're going to do something it's not going to be there forever and and it doesn't love you the business does not love you <laughs> so it's it's the relationship keeping the relationships going and and valuing those and and making the sacrifices it takes to to keep the relationships great. You have climbed mountains, I understand? <laughs> I have, I got lost on a mile high mountain actually in the dark one time, that was a good time in Haiti, yeah. You know, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna think, I'm thinking about something I always do at the end of our, of our show when we're getting close to that folks. Um, just have to uh, let you all know that we are sponsored by Jim Supply, where they've been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930 here in Florida. And of course, with shipping the way it is, we can uh, ship anywhere in the world, actually. Um, we broadcast out of uh, my classroom here at the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. Uh, you can find us at www.academyofcleaning.com. Um, I'm just looking at your website and there's so many things that we could talk about that I would love to, to get into because, you know, I think that when you realize that you have a purpose and you have a direction, then as you said, I love doing what I do. I'm glad that I'm still here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely true. Yes. And you might as well, right? Like you can go through life and, and skip relationships and skip learning and you, you, you can if that's what you choose to do, but man, do you miss out, right? I mean, it's, um, that's, that's not what life's about. Yeah, so what's living if you don't have the love, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so true. So let everybody know where, how, what, I mean, you know, we've talked about it. Um, You've, you've got more than one book out there, I know. Yeah, I do. Cry Until You Laugh is my first book. I wrote that 
I started writing right after I was diagnosed with cancer and just wondered what it was like to go through it because I couldn't find a book on it. I decided I should write one. And so uh, I started writing when I was diagnosed and continued writing through my husband's diagnosis and losing him. And uh, so it's a it's a book about resilience, I think, and um, dealing with tough situations. And it's I think you do need to cry until you laugh. You need to mourn, but you need to have joy. You need to find that joy again. And my book about taking the year of the 14 months of figuring out the, the reality of love, what love really is, is called Love Is. And uh, it's available on Amazon. Both books are available on all booksellers <laughs> online, but Love Is is available in brick and mortar stores too. And I kind of feel, Dave, like I've done people's homework for them. Like you don't have to take a year and go to Haiti and <laughs> sleep on the ground with the tarantulas and get lost on a mountain, get chased by a motorcycle gang. You don't have to do that because I did it for you. So, well, thank you very much because I don't intend to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there. I, I took all that stress away for you. <laughs> I'm glad that somebody's doing it for me. I didn't know that I needed to, but now I, I'm going to have to find out. Um, and where can they get all of this information, Kim? Well, my website is kimsorrell.com, but my name is obnoxious. It, it has way too many letters. I'm literally the only Kim Sorrell spelled my way in the entire world because there's two R's, two E's, two L's, S-O-R-R-E-L-L-E. It's so hard to remember. But love is is pretty easy to remember. Just Googling love is. And loveis.info is also a way to get to my website, loveis.info, because there's lots of info on love on the site. Any final words before I get to my final two questions for you, Kim? Dave, I've had a great time. You are a great guy. People should listen to your podcast, and uh, it has just such great value. I so appreciate what you're doing, and um, I just... I'm very passionate about this love thing because I know, I, I mean, I get I get emails from couples that were on the verge of divorce that now are staying together and families that have had issues or people that haven't had issues, but their lives are enriched and groups that are doing it together, companies that are buying a copy for everyone in their company and uh, once a month having a meeting and talking about a chapter because every chapter is different. And it's... Um, uh, it's not a heavy uh, read. Hopefully, a lot of it's funny, and so it's it's an easy read. But I think there's a lot of great value in it, and it's really what life comes down to. And if everybody loved the way we're supposed to love, the way we were probably born to love and then learn differently, then the world would be a different place. You know, folks, it's. Uh... It's easy to really love when you appreciate. And uh, I think one of the things that we've talked about this morning is just being there, listening, being there in the moment. And to that, I'm going to have to ask you, where were you born, Kim? I was born in Saginaw, Michigan. Ah. Mm -hmm. Now, with everything that you've done, I'm not sure where this next question is going to go, folks. But if you've been on my podcast before, listen to it, you know what this next question is going to be. What is on your bucket list for next year personally, not business-wise, but personally, Kim? 
Well, I am going to uh, Jerusalem, Bethlehem. I'm going over to to Israel and, and Egypt. I've got a trip planned in the spring, and that's been on my bucket list for a long time. So I'm excited about that. And uh, and sp- spreading love. I mean, that's <laughs> something I want to do. But um, yeah, I just. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that trip. I'm excited for what life brings. Life is an adventure. You know, what's kind of interesting is that uh, uh, this year, as I've asked this question of my guests, uh, travel of all different types has been probably the number one thing on the list. And I never know where that travel is going to be. But I had this suspicion, Kim, that it yeah. wasn't going to be travel in the United States. <laughs> I yeah. had that. I had that suspicion because you know somebody that would go to Haiti and get chased by the motorcycle game. You know, I, I got a feeling she's not going to be happy with traveling around the U.S. here. <laughs> well, and there's so many beautiful places around the U.S., right? Like I haven't seen oh, yeah. everything. I'd, I'd love to, but yes, I've just always uh, wanted to go. I, I love learning about different cultures. It's just so interesting to see why people are the way they are and learn the history of places, and it's just uh, fascinating to me. Well, folks, we've enjoyed our time with Kim uh, this morning, and hopefully you will go and pick up her book, or books as it would be, uh, learn more about what she's doing, what she's already done, where she's going next, and maybe next year after she gets back from her uh, trip abroad, we'll have her back on the show and find out how the trip went. That would be great. The reason I ask these questions, folks, is because, you know what? We know where we started life. We know what we've already done. We don't know exactly where we're going to wind up. We now know Kim's going abroad next year if everything works right. But what we would ask you to do is make sure that whatever you do between now and the time we talk with you next, make sure that your journey is healthy, positive, and proactive. Until next time. You'll hear us on the air. Thanks, Kim. Thank you.